the fact that we have to make these distinctions in 2022, I was talking about this with somebody the other day you know, with uh, the whole thing about the black coaches and how uh, it's now two and a half men. And you're thinking that we have to make these distinctions at this point and, and that the NFL has to reach and go, wow, he's half a black guy, that, that McDaniel, <laughs> half a black guy. There you go. It's working. <laughs> and you're thinking, no, why do we have to make these distinctions uh, with white and black? I, I know it sounds kind of simple to say that, uh, but why can't people just accept each other for uh, who and what they are? The pleasure, as always, to be joined by the head basketball coach of the University of Miami basketball team, the great one himself, uh, Mr. Jim Laranega. Will you be using the uh, any of the video from the NBA All-Star Game uh, in any of your defensive classroom <laughs> sessions? <laughs> and, and does that even represent token pressure from the old days in the parks? We're trying to get our guys to defend uh, like the guys who guarded uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> well, he was shooting from the Coke machine, literally. I mean, uh, there actually was a Coke machine at the mid-court stripe. The time. Wake up with Defoe, joined by Luby. Welcome to the Defoe Show. The time. On a beautiful Wednesday uh, here from South Florida, where we originate on Ion Channel. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you guys with us for the Defoe Show. Jeff DeForest and, of course, the great Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, zeroing in on 12 years together with Mike Luby Lubitz. I didn't know that we would last 12 days when it first started out. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> hey, you never know how a partnership is going to go. They, they threw me, Luby. Uh, and uh, you know how this goes. Uh, and uh, welcome. <laughs> if you're not familiar with the program, uh, Luby and I did uh, local radio, which uh, we were syndicated. We were actually on two stations. So uh, I guess that constitutes a, a syndication. And it wasn't one of those deals where they had like a couple of uh, Fugazi FMs that uh, <laughs> also were part of the configuration there. Because uh, we're doing a show right now uh, with uh, Mike Mayo, the Gambling Gourmet, on a local radio station that uh, you would have to say uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find any numerology that would justify their existence, much less uh, proof that they have any <laughs> listeners. But they bill it as if, uh, you know, you're on like five different stations because they have all of these. Uh, what, what are those? Ham radio signals I, I that they're know. sending out? Uh, yeah, you know, know, somehow some guy in Czechoslovakia is picking it up uh, via ham radio uh, waves. And uh, all of a sudden they're like, OK, yeah, you're on FM, too. But uh, <laughs> Yeah. See, that's a good thing. That's what I love about Jack Namer and his uh, Ion Channel organization. I mean, when they say you're on like 112 stations, you're on 112 stations. That's what it should be. So uh, great to be streaming audio and video here on uh, Ion Channel. But uh, when I met Luby, I, I was they never want to like an incoming guy that, that might be already like a known, established so-called talent. Uh, in town to come into the station because it immediately strikes fear yep. in the minds. And, and as well, it should. I mean, it's not like they're being transparent because uh, usually now in this uh, particular situation, it wasn't the case that somebody was getting aced out we had no because one they had nothing on, on the radio station before. They were running all syndicated programming. And guess what? After 11 and <laughs> a half too. years of, uh, you know, really uh, <laughs> knocking it out of the park, yeah. they decided to go back to having nothing. On a radio station, which is the direction that that business is going in. And I don't say that out of bitterness. I actually, even though, you know, there's a little bit of a monetary hit as you try to build things up, I couldn't be happier to be doing what we're doing than to be doing what we're doing as opposed to. And I would I would never I can't say never, but it's very unlikely. I would have to say the percentages are extremely high that I would never have any desire to go down to a local radio studio and do like four hours in the morning talking to the wind uh, and subject myself to the brutalities and uh, the absolute, uh, I mean, just uh, dictatorial and, uh, you know, thoughtless uh, positions that are represented by management where they say, well, well it doesn't matter what you did. You know, no, nobody really appreciated, uh, you know, the effort that we were putting in. But uh, I, I go to some clandestine meeting because they never want the guy that's coming in to uh, actually show up to station because then people start thinking, uh oh, who's getting fired? So uh, I, I meet at some restaurant somewhere, and there's like six or seven of the uh, radio station's executives. And uh, finally, they say to me, um, you're going to be working uh, with uh, Mike Lubitz. And I was like, well, oh, okay, great. I, I don't care. You know, I've worked with a zillion different people. Usually these guys are dedicated young guys, and uh, they're very, you know, good and thorough about what they do. And, uh, you know, and then the assistant program director, you know, Jerry Hester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kind of made that fisheye face like, oh, you're going <laughs> to love this. 
And I'm like, oh, well, you know, what kind of whack job is this guy? And I work with crazy people. I, I had a producer walk off in the middle of a show. Yep. And uh, then he, he started speaking in tongues after he told me to go bleep myself, even though I I, I treated this guy very well. Or so I thought, I, I don't know, I'm not really that much of a. Am I really a dickhead to work with on no, these no. kind of things, Louie? You no, have your I mean, things that, you, that are quirky, but, I mean, it's always a blast. So I've, I've enjoyed – I'm still here. <laughs> like I, I've right, right, because, I mean, you know, <laughs> in my position, especially at this last stop, you're just trying to keep anybody in management out of your okay. way. Just, just you know, <laughs> give me no resources. Give me no help whatsoever. Right. Give me no encouragement to yeah. never say a kind word in 11 and a half years Always making a face like what we're doing is, uh, you know, uh, subject to some form of suspicion. Uh, but, but basically, like, leave me the fuck alone. That, that, that's that's what you want, right? Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, it was kind of weird, and, and it worked out because uh, here we are, and I believe we are on the threshold of doing something brilliant here. I agree, Mike Luby Lubitz. I, I don't know, uh, you know, exactly how it's going to come well, about, but, is, but I, I believe we're going to cash in. I really do. I, I agree. And as the Mustang, uh, you know, made me aware of our shrinking bank accounts, uh, yeah, exactly. that better happen pretty soon. Uh, you know, there's nothing nothing to motivate one to get a little bit more aggressive than to find out that you're going broke. <laughs> so <laughs> especially after I, you know, I did have a little bit of a windfall of cash there come my way, uh, unfortunately, after my mother's passing. But, uh, you know, that, that's only going to last so long. Right. You try to do the math to see if you can outlast the money. <laughs> But uh, at the rate that I spend money, I would have been out of this capital within five years anyway. So, uh, you know, we've got to keep something going. And anyway, I, I love doing this. I really do. I mean, I, I'm a huge sports fan, as obviously all of you people are. You wouldn't be tuning into this type of program. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting. There's always something going on. I, I don't know that I uh, try to ride the wave of uh, conventional themes here on the show. But, uh, you know, there, there's certainly many, many things that are always happening in the world of sport uh, that make it fascinating. And I'm also a big fan of good sports stories and so uh, you know that there's always something uh, that's relatable in, in that regard and uh, sometimes you have to dig a little bit beneath the surface that that's why we love a guy like john feinstein right i mean uh, he goes out tells like regular stories but he makes them fascinating right yep. who, who gives a crap about the army navy game do you no <laughs> no no not at all I would have to say, as much as I'm a proud, red-blooded American, and uh, I believe in America and the United States of America, I don't care how crazy the world has become, and it's getting so mishugana that I mean, you can't even really just kind of make, like, wink-wink uh, jokes about it, right? No, I mean, no. this stuff in the Ukraine is beyond gut-wrenching. Uh, it's It's horrible. To, to watch, and I'm fascinated by news in general, and, and uh, war coverage in news is nothing that you really want to have happening, but uh, being a hippy-dippy child of the Vietnam era, I mean, that's kind of when war came to television, to live television, and you started to see what was really going on, and, and you're thinking, these poor people, my God, I mean, imagine... Yep. You're walking. I'm on my walk of life on A1A, beautiful street here in uh, South Florida, right along the beach there. You get the ocean breezes uh, intermittently as, uh, you know, you're, you're walking your way past uh, various condominium developments. And there's some large buildings and some, you know, that, that aren't quite as tall because uh, they got grandfathered in under some restriction. And no more than three stories here. We're not going to block the view of the beach. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, uh, sort of a huge fan of that, actually, because uh, I, I love the whole natural look uh, of this area. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And, uh, you know, you're on a walk of life. And I was thinking, well, well, what if all of a sudden, like a missile went through one of the condominiums and it was reduced to rubble? And, and you were forced to run and take cover and maybe like drag your dog from uh, the Ukraine to the Polish border. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it's insane what's That's going crazy. on. There. Absolutely insane. I, I I understand the whole concept like, oh, well, we don't want to, you know, engage in World War Three. But at the same time, aren't you thinking to yourself like every minute? Listen, Joe, anybody. I mean, every country should just unite. I know they got that whole NATO thing. But uh, what difference does it make when, when people are getting shelled while they're in hospitals, while they're in maternity wards, while they're just walking down the street? Uh, it's insane what's going on there. And then on another level, I mean, uh, you know, it, that's overshadowed. Some of the other ridiculous, I mean, just outrageous criminal activity that's going on, including yesterday, I'm watching the news and there's a waterfront restaurant here, uh, you know, kind of a fabled stop. South Florida tourists uh, are probably familiar with uh, a place called Shooters. It's been around for a long, long time. Yeah. And unfortunately, that was crazy. the name was, uh, you know, literal. 
uh, yesterday as some guy that used to work at Shooters comes in, gets in an argument with a guy who was working there at the bar outside, right there uh, on the uh, intercoastal, pulls out a gun and shoots the guy. Oh, Jesus. In front of all of the their patrons are eating and there's blood flying all over the place. I mean, what has the world come to? My I God, I, I fear for my grandchildren. I really do that they are going to inherit a very, very uh, difficult earth to deal with. And, uh, you know, I mean, I won't be around to see it necessarily, the total destruction of the universe. But are we heading in that direction? I mean, what what are we doing out there, people? Be careful out there, like they used to say in uh, Hill Street Blues. Remember the guy would give the lecture to the cops, and then as they were exiting, he would just say, all right, ladies, be careful out there. And uh, th that's what you have to do. But a lot of hideous stuff going on. And uh, as we always say, it's a pleasure to uh, only have to delve so deeply into that and, and then just insulate ourselves into the toy department, which is the sporting world. And, and that's why I, I can't get like you over games and teams, Luby. I know a lot of fans do where you're like screaming at a television set. Although I I've been guilty of that. And I would imagine I, I probably should get more into that mode because uh, th this is kind of a getaway day for me. Uh, I'm going to be taken off uh, tomorrow for Atlantic City, and it would be prohibitive to uh, schlep all of this equipment with me to Atlantic City. Although there will come that time, right, where we can just make this whole thing completely well, we'll do portable. Remotes, yeah. I, I, I guess mean, we could. This is a vacay. Let's go enjoy your vacay. We'll yeah, remotes, I just need to uh, clear the head out there and uh, get going in another direction yeah, with fine. all full force momentum, so that we can solve all of our problems, at least individually, and uh, you know, between the two of us, and. Also, appease uh, the various people that uh, we are responsible to. Uh, don't worry, Jack. The money's going to come. It's going to come flying in, man. We, there, we won't have a single here problem. It comes. <laughs> here it comes. No, our fortune is right around the corner. I, I, I know I this. I, I've been I doing this a long time. I, I, I can sense when something good is about to happen, I, I, and I believe it is. And if I, I go to my grave without accomplishing that, at least we gave it everything that we had. That, that's that's the way that you have to approach it, right? You, you yeah, make right. your own fate sometimes, and. You know, if you're a person that's not inclined to just have blind luck like a lot of people do, uh, you know, you really got to work a little bit harder to uh, to bring that all about. But uh, it'll be nice to clear out the brain. Uh, I'm going to be out there. Uh, well, I mean, up there at this point, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Now, not my favorite gambling destination. It's OK to stop in there. I kind of like it for a day or two. I don't know that I like it for five days. Yeah, you're going for a while for AC. Yeah, that's why I figured you'd be here for Monday because I'm like, well, it's AC. He'll be back Sunday. <laughs> well, I mean, they have they have like a really early morning flight out of there, uh, Spirit Airlines, okay. so, which uh, I think is always on time. Jersey Kyle is a practitioner of uh, taking that particular flight. He comes in uh, on like a six o'clock flight out of Atlantic City on Monday, gets down to Fort Lauderdale about eight in the morning and goes right to work. That, oh. He's one of those guys who goes straight to work, which uh, I, I used to do stuff like that when I was doing morning drive radio. I'd come back off a of red eye and actually drive to the station and try to do a show. But uh, at this point in time, it's just nah, you're fine. It, it's not necessarily my bag anymore. As yeah. dedicated as I am to uh, being with you people and doing this stuff and as much as I enjoy it, uh, you know, after a while, you start thinking, you know what? I did that my whole life. I'm coming back in the afternoon. Uh, I'm going to relax. I'm going to sleep late that Monday, come back in the afternoon, regroup and and get everything ready for Tuesday. But what will be going on in Atlantic City? And I have not experienced this. I have never been in. I, I, it doesn't matter where you are anymore. You, you can bet on any game on your on your cell phone. And uh, how, how are people doing that in Florida? I was going to say, I don't think you are legal. I don't think you can in Florida. Well, I mean, there's apps. I guess, Everybody I know is betting on their phone. Every single person. In fact, uh, Mike Mayo, not that he's doing anything illegal, but when he comes to the track, like a lot of guys, our good friend Mike Nyman uh, is uh, a guy that practices uh, this, uh, you know, particular strategy. And that is uh, they never even get up out of their chair to go to a window anymore when they're at the track. They just bet right there on their phone. Now, the uh, I guess, is that legal in Florida? Yeah, but sports betting legal. is not legal in Florida. No. That, that's what it is. And okay. I have, we have friends that do betting online. But, again, it's like sites that are based out of the country so there's a way they get away with it but you're still really not allowed to allow to like we don't I'm have a little nervous about that though still I, I don't know i guess it's reliable right i, I know people have done it for years so i i trust yeah. them to do it but i we don't have one where you can just pull it up anywhere and just do it and we did it for like what a month i guess yeah. <laughs> that went away quickly thank you florida thank you governor Imagine, imagine that, Ron DeSantis, who, who is in favor of everything guy, uh, that like you this. would say would set us back into the Stone Age. <laughs> uh, abortion laws. Oh, yeah, I'll sign that the minute it hits my desk, you know. And he's got like 47 Sharpies to sign this thing. <laughs> like his signature is so valuable on a piece of paper. 
He might end up being the next president. I mean, the I people wouldn't. are so crazy. There's so much sugar now that a lot of people think this guy's doing a great job. I, you, you see that? He was right about that. Nobody needed any shots. Nobody needed any masks. Okay, okay Ronnie Boy. I know. I can. Whatever. I can name a handful of people personally that I know that passed off. But whatever. Whatever. That's a whole other thing. But well, what, one of the hot political issues is uh, somebody in the uh, state Congress decided to bring forward a bill to uh, restrict uh, people in school from uh, talking about, uh, you know, alternative. Uh, is it still alternative lifestyles? I, I don't no. know. I mean, uh, you know, any kind of uh, sexual behavior that isn't conventional. Let's put it that way, uh, okay. i.e. Uh, the uh, LBGT community, right? So yes. you weren't allowed to talk about uh, homosexuality or mm-hmm. gay sex or whatever. Uh, but that was uh, for like grades kindergarten through third grade. Who, who the hell is talking about that anyway? I, thought I was going to say third grade. It's like an elementary school thing, and I'm like, when are you talking sexuality until like fourth fifth grade? I don't. Even, I don't uh, even know. In fourth fifth grade, I mean, uh, well, in now, Brooklyn, no. everybody already knew about sexuality. I, say, I mean, <laughs> now kids are very advanced because of the internet. Kids, no, yeah. my nephews will tell will tell me stuff. It's like okay, good to know. And but that's where we we're at. We're, we're passing legislation here that is uh, incredibly yes. meaningless and, and also, you know, harmful overall. I mean, negative. It, it really is a, a move back into, uh, you know, just a blind conservative time where, where nobody, you know, was able to uh, think freely or, uh, you know, show who they really are before fear that yep. they would be, you know, uh, chastised Astracized. and, uh, you know. And uh, and abused for for uh, things that uh, nobody else should care about. What do I care what you do, Luby? Honestly, uh, cool. you know, in the bedroom, I, I don't know if you were like Trevor Power or something. <laughs> I, it might be a little bit yeah, upsetting. Yeah, I'm not being the to... shit out of my wife. So other than that, like, who gives a crap? <laughs> yeah. What happens with Trevor Bauer, by the way? Uh, no criminal charges in his case. Uh, he's been uh, on uh, uh, whatever that is. Uh, I don't know how they term it. It's, yeah, it's not baseball. suspension. I don't. Know it's uh, administrative leave. That's a good one. Administrative leave. <laughs> That's, That's what I'll be on for the next few uh, days. I'll be on administrative leave. I, uh, you know, whatever issues I have, I, I, I have none with these people. They're, they're great. Very cooperative. They're looking for us to succeed. I mean, they, they believe in us, which is a nice thing. But uh, he's been on administrative leave from Major League Baseball ever since these charges were pending. And uh, they, they did not charge him criminally in this case where, you know, he well, admitted to having... I don't know about rough sex. I mean, uh, it was like this poor woman was with Sonny Liston and he was yes, mad. Yes, that, that, like none of us should judge other's sexual proclivities. But when you saw the pictures of the girl, it's like, uh, it didn't look okay. good. Like, no. You beat the crap out of her, dude. And like, it, yeah. uh, she wanted that. <laughs> like, okay. She should have just joined the FAMU band. I mean, not to make a joke of that because uh, people have been killed in those hazing incidents. Uh, you know, just an absolutely. Absurd practice uh, that was uh, condoned, I, I guess. I mean, did the, the, the university just look the other way as uh, they were having a guy that wanted to play the tuba in, in a marching band, uh, you know, have to go through like a school bus while people uh, were beating the crap, the crap out of them with sledgehammers as he rolled by the gauntlet, so to speak. Uh, you know, I mean, so what happens with this guy? I, I guess they extended this administrative leave another week okay. after baseball came back into uh, into operation. And I, I don't know. I mean, it, if he wins 17 games, do the people just forget about it? Well, oh, for sure. Uh, the bloody images of the the woman that uh, he was having sex with. And uh, I know it, it's it's sort of interesting, I, I guess. There must have been some level of consent to this thing, huh? I'm, I'm sure the, the sex the criminal charges not to be It wasn't filed. like he raped her. It's just it feels like he likes to do some really interesting things when he gets in there. And I wonder if there's any woman. I don't care how much you love aggressive sex. I mean, to walk out with black eyes and be bruised yeah. everywhere. I don't like, want to look like Arturo Gatti yeah, exactly. at the end of having sex with somebody. <laughs> you're like Sugar Shane. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like you just went 12 with uh, Mickey Ward. Like, Unbelievable. Okay. Ah, good fight, Mick. Tell you what, you're one top son of a gun, right? I mean, okay, so they Tyson. hug each other afterwards, but they, they were paid to beat the crap out of each other. It's amazing. I mean, okay. Yeah, so say. much crazy stuff, I mean, going on. It's not really my favorite thing to dive into because, nah. uh, of course, we had the NCAA tournament, which I'm going to zero in on. Yes, I, I would have made a bet last night, and uh, actually it would have been a stupid bet even though it won because uh, I, I thought Indiana was playing some really good basketball, so I figured that they were uh, underrated. And being involved in one of the playing games, uh, which they played last night, uh, Indiana. And they won. And, uh, yeah, they played, uh, what, Wyoming? Yep, and they won. And they won, and, and they were laying three in a hook. 
And, and I, I thought they were playing well because uh, I really only saw their uh, recent Big Ten tournament results where they won a couple of games and and looked pretty good. Mike Woodson uh, is their coach, uh, former professional coach. And a lot of people thought he, he was, uh, you know, a, a very respectable coach, even though he was relatively ineffective, although in some great spots. Didn't he coach, did he coach the Lakers also? Woodson, uh, when they were good with Kobe? Was he uh, their head coach at one Mike time? I, I know he coached the Knicks. He coached the Knicks. At Knicks yeah. and Hawks. Uh, and then went to college with Indiana. I think he, you're talking about Mike Brown. Mike oh, Brown. Mike Brown, yeah, yeah. The, the, the lame duck guy with like, the Cavs. It's easy to juxtapose those two they're guys. They're both very I don't lame know duck look alike. They're guys but, uh, that do a good job and they get put in these really bad positions and everyone judges them and thinks they're not good at their job even though they actually yeah. are good at their job. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I thought Indiana was playing good basketball. I didn't yep. realize that yep. they had lost seven of their last nine games. Oh, really? Going Why? Into, oh, Jesus, uh, I thought they were night. playing well, too. So they won the two tournament games. Those are the only games they won out of like their last night. I, I, they must have been on like a seven-game losing streak or, or something along those lines. So, so they weren't playing good basketball at the end of the year. And yet I loved them <laughs> last night without really – and this is the beauty of betting this tournament is uh, I loved them last night knowing almost nothing about them. In fact, being completely wrong, having <laughs> the exact wrong, wrong impression. Of where this team was at. And I, and I would have cashed a bet. And, and I probably would have thought, and this is a beautiful thing about being a sick degenerate, that, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. See, I told you Indiana was a lock. <laughs> and you would have talked shit exactly. Anyway, yeah, you, you couldn't have been any more of a fool than, than to bet this team laying three and a half last night. Although uh, I know nothing about Wyoming either. And, and that's, that's great uh, because uh, it's a perfect setup for what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Over the next several days. Your weekend is going to be spectacular. You're going to be betting on everything and have no idea. <laughs> See, I, I don't know. You know what? Uh, there, there's a, a mistaken image that I'm just sending it in on, uh, like, virtually every game. And I don't. I, I'm not a big sports better per se. I, I love following it. I love talking about it. I, I'm uh, more of a horse player than I am a sports better. It's not like I haven't wagered on sporting events. I usually screw it up. The professor always gets mad at me because I insist <laughs> on making parlays. I love playing in pools and things like that. Uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, have had for many years uh, these football pools where it's uh, similar to the uh, Westgate uh, Handicapping Championship where, where you have to pick five games against the spread every week in the NFL. And it's difficult, as we know, from those survivor pools, uh, formerly known as suicide pools. But uh, now uh, it's survivor because suicide is not a word that anybody wants you to even mention. Uh, which, uh, okay, you know, and uh, let's face it, that's a sensitive subject. Maybe we should just uh, stay out of that one, huh, Louie? In, in this uh, cancel culture era where, uh, you know, I mean, for me, it was midget wrestling. I, I don't know. <laughs> the two have had a wean for you. Was it diminutive people wrestling? No, I, I mean, it wouldn't have worked. It, it was midget wrestling. That that was it. I that's mean, what they as, called it, yes. uh, demeaning as that may be to people that unfortunately, uh, you know, are, are not. You know, uh, born uh, to, uh, you know, grow to be like six feet tall, huh? I mean, uh, or whatever. Uh, very lucky we are, Louie, to uh, have had, uh, you know, no real gigantic complications yes, in, in our life. I mean, it's basically all on us. If we don't make it, Louie, it's on you. I thought about right? that today. I'm like, I'm a white guy. Like, I should be rich in this country. If you're a white guy, you have a massive advantage over, like, the rest of the world. Like... Uh, you need luck, though. You you could oh, be yeah, the greatest yeah. at what you do. You, you need saying, a little like, bit of luck. I mean, uh, a little bit of luck goes a long way in this racket. And um, I, I would say, you know, I, I've been very, very fortunate, but I haven't had the greatest luck yeah. in terms of uh, career breaks or this, that, or the other thing. I mean, I've kind of manufactured uh, everything that I've done, which uh, I'm okay with that. You know, sometimes uh, you come to grips with who you are and the way that you've conducted your business. And, and if you're happy, if you can wake up in the morning like we do and, and do something and think, hey, happy to share my experiences, my thoughts with people and have people actually curious to see what it is that you have to offer that day. Very, very fortunate, I, I would have to say. Well, supposedly, yeah. they were referencing you on Levitard the other day. Ken heard them say that Levitard sort of envies you and the way you live because uh, or it was horse better guy. Horse better yeah. guy. So, of course, you're... <laughs> Their example of horse better guy and horse better guy is always happy. He goes to the track, he watches the track, he just lives yeah. his life. He doesn't give a shit. Like <laughs> I envy that guy. And of course, yeah. they then went on to talk about Jeff DeForest for I guess five minutes on their show. So, which I pay, I, we appreciate that they still pay homage to you. Which well, it'd be cool. nice if they uh, gave me a call back from the inquiry <laughs> I sent Levitard six <laughs> months ago, saying, "Hey, you got a spot for us?" I mean, uh, uh, we pretty much <laughs> fit in with pretty much invented do. the style, you know, or at least uh, we're major advocates. Uh, of this particular approach, 
which uh, you know Levitard obviously uh, did very well with, and uh, you know he has great connect. But see, you, you need luck, right? I he mean, uh, this guy fell into a thing. I remember when Levitard was doing a radio show on ESPN on the weekends. Now he was a very accomplished writer yeah, and, and well respected uh, for his newspaper work, and he did a lot of different things, and he wrote a lot of interesting stuff. And, uh, you know, in, in general, it was always, to me, uh, a good guy. I mean, uh, I, I wasn't close friends with him or anything, but we worked together at a uh, radio station. You know, when uh, this uh, station that he kind of got his career launched on uh, first signed on, and it was independently run, and it was a whole different thing. And I was happy to be working there. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, always uh, okay with me. But, uh, you know, and, and I came later to find out that uh, he had this uh, mad respect for what it is that we do, yes. because uh, we, we went away a long time ago from talking conventional topics or getting into yep, the yep. Uh, typical sports debates. I mean, you know, it, it was just so lame to sit there and take call after call. It's an easy thing to do about, like, who's the better quarterback, Marino or Montana, was one of the big things. So, or, uh, you know, your favorite sports movie or, or any of this stuff. Uh, but, but we, uh, you know, always like to have fun with the whole thing. And, and maybe that's part of the cavalier attitude of being a gambler, because yes. uh, even as the Mustang uh, was giving me that look like, uh, well, geez, you know, uh, the funds are really dwindling. When are you going to start making some money with this thing? Uh, you know, I, I thought, well, right after Atlantic City, we'll get serious about this. <laughs> I was going to say, welcome to my world. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm like, babe, I don't know. I'm trying. You see, I go every day. <laughs> like, you see, I'm constantly doing shit. Like- yeah. Well, what's the uh, what's the first thing I thought of though when I woke up this morning? I, you know, I naturally want to think, and well, geez, is there any material for the show? And you know, of course, there's always something. I mean, I watched a zillion things last night, including uh, I didn't catch too much of these playing games. I'm really kind of saving it for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. When uh, and and I do believe this uh, flight's going to be on time, Luby. Well, then you're going to watch. This- Wait, if you come back Monday, then you're going to watch four straight days of like wall to wall. Well, and, and, you know, for me, I mean, uh, my trip when I go to Atlantic City or any gambling destination, I, I really love it in Vegas because it all starts at like nine in the morning. Yep. So you're still like somewhat on uh, East Coast time. And, uh, you know, so it seems like it, it slept late. And, you know, I, I would go out, do the walk of life there, uh, roll right by the Rio, all the way down to some area of Las Vegas uh, where you're thinking, wow, there, there are regular people in this town. They're going to work. They do. Yep. And it's not on the strip, not even involving <laughs> casinos. I did roll by, though, and I, I've never got into, uh, well, have I gone into one of these places? No. I, I would say I've never been in one of these uh, legal marijuana shops. Uh, oh, never? Distribution, dispensaries. Oh, uh, they're I, amazing. I they, they, the two kinds, are the one that they have down here with the medical ones that they have in the recreational places are yeah. fine because you can just, it's cool to just be able to pick what you want. But the ones that are the coffee shops are fucking spectacular. Oh, yeah? Now, now, where were you? In California? In San Francisco. Shirley and I found oh, one. Oh, San Fran. They would lead but the But I think Vegas them. has it. Vegas is like that now, too. Like, they're fucking cool. Like, you can not only pick what you, but they all, they know, they treat it like it's wine. So they're like, well, what are you feeling like today? And oh, then yeah. it's a, it's cool. And then they'll give you the apparatus, whether it's a bowl or papers or a mini bong. They'll give you water. They'll give you the lighter. They give you the ashtray. And then there's tables and people. It's not. That's what, what smoking was always a problem with smoking. And I always thought this normal, the group that wanted to legalize it was always a yeah. bunch of people that they hadn't taken a shower in a month. They wore <laughs> hemp bags. It's like, dude, no one's going to take you seriously if you look like that. Everyone smokes. You don't have yeah. to make it seem like you live in a fucking farm to smoke. Like, that's what was cool. You had people in suits, like at this, uh, the coffee shop, people in suits, people with briefcases. A little more of a sophisticated crowd fe- than exactly. you would expect it felt to see like at, like, It felt like if you went to Starbucks. Like, you didn't have to yeah. feel like you were in the corner, like a, a fucking drug addict. Like, if you can see a coffee shop when you're there, this thing, you guys will have a blast. It's really cool. Like, it's Remember really when good we time. used to have to run downstairs and we yeah. thought nobody was uh, aware of the fact that we were smoking weed, even though, <laughs> you know, and that was the thing. I mean, uh, the advent of edibles uh, is just Save fantastic, me. especially for a guy like me, because... Uh, you would reek of marijuana as you came back up the stairs and everybody, whoa, what are you guys been doing? <laughs> we didn't hide it either. And, and you were on like a, you know, an eight minute break that you would load it up, even though the uh, normal duration of a commercial like block minutes. would have been like three, four minutes. But somehow you would stack 10 commercials in there. So we would have time to go downstairs and uh, take a couple of hits off a joint, obviously to refresh some of the material. <laughs> All this. <laughs> 
But I, I, I rolled by on my walk of life in Las Vegas. I, I went by to Rio. Nice. The, the Gold Coast, which is kind of, I mean, uh, that's like a schleppy looking casino. Who, who would be inclined to to go off the strip and, and hang out at the Gold Coast? And, and they always have very attractive uh, culinary come-ons. Uh, the Gambling Gourmet should actually do something on that, where uh, you're on the strip and, and you're paying 90 bucks for a steak at, at a Gordon Ramsay-named steakhouse. Yep, yep, right? yep. Good quality, no doubt about it. Very distinguished service. Uh, you know, the guy comes over, he knows all the whole shtick about how to uh, take care of a customer in a restaurant. Or, you know, right down the street is the uh, the Gold Coast, and uh, it's uh, nine ninety five <laughs> for a piece of prime rib that actually is like half of a cow. <laughs> and and on the marquee, it looks fantastic. So now, uh, where do you go? I, I guess if you're a local, you're going to take advantage of these kind of bargains, and that's why you see uh, the locals in places like the Gold Coast and the Palace Station is another dump, uh, which I'm very familiar with because uh, my first Vegas wedding, I, I was comped a couple of rooms at the Palace Station through my friend, the Mighty Melendez, and so uh, that's where we left from. And, and it was a classic, actually, Louie. I think you know this story, where um, we uh, I'm getting ready to, to go to uh, the chapel to get married there, and, you know, it was not exactly any great shakes. I think it was the uh, little chapel of the bells. <laughs> and uh, it was 75 bucks, you know, for the wedding. And that included everything, right? Uh, including, hey, you want a rabbi? No problem. Hey, Mo, get in here. Yeah, you, Schwartz, get in here. We need Schwartz. you. Schwartz. <laughs> Schwartz. automatic. So anyway, uh, uh, there, there were, uh, as a limo pulls up, and I get in it with my uh, bride-to-be, and uh, they take us uh, to some other destination. And it turned out we had gotten in the wrong limousine. <laughs> but that was there to, like, pick up the Fitzgeralds. <laughs> You're going to Caesars. So we literally had to tell the guy, hey, man, that ain't where we're getting married. I mean, where are you going? He was at some shul out in Red Rock Canyon. And, and so he drives us back to the Palace Station. And there is the other frustrated couple. They also had gone to the wrong destination. And we swapped cars like we were the Beatles trying to leave a concert. You know? Just went right through one car and into another. And unfortunately, it took us to the right place. And I got married. <laughs> Yeah, but you got Jesse out of that. Ten years that and about three hundred grand. No, no, this was post Jesse. Oh, then that one, yeah, that one was a total yeah. disaster. But uh, well, I don't, I don't know that it was a total disaster. <laughs> From what I've heard, that was close. I've heard some stories. Uh, <laughs> let's see. If you bet all thirty-two games in the opening round of the tournament Thursday and Friday and lost them all, <laughs> <laughs> less money. <laughs> you've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> When that's your wedding song, you you know there's a pretty good chance uh, that uh, there's a subliminal theme that's going to work through the entire 10-year process. Anyway, that, that's in the distant past, Louis, and that's a yes, good thing. Yes, and that's a good is. thing about being a gambler. You know what? You lose a race, don't sit there and complain and show the guy your tickets. Oh, you see that? I left out the five. Can you believe this? I, I left out the five. Man, he told me he couldn't run. I can't believe this schmuck. Why didn't I listen to him? <laughs> right? Because you always want to put it off on somebody else. You're a schmuck. You should have known that if Manny gave you, uh, you know, told you the five couldn't run, to throw him in the win position. What are you talking about? Key off the five at that point. So, uh, you know, I mean, there, there's there's none of that, though, in my mentality. I, I, I Just turn the page. That That's all you can do. Something bad happens to you. You need to learn how to turn a page. Uh, Jim Morrison said it best, right? Learn to forget, my friends. And that that didn't strike me until years later after I heard that line in a song. I mean, is that not one of the big keys to life? Learn to forget. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. It's a huge thing. Somebody screws you over. Learn to forget. I don't know that it's forgive and forget. I mean, you might want to see the guy burn in hell, but at least learn to forget about it for yeah. the time being. So it'll be a lot of fun. I, I don't know. Do you have anything on this tournament, Luby? Is the professor uh, talking about anybody? I, I don't know why. Uh, I want to bet uh, Virginia Tech. I and have then, the game uh, through the first round for some reason. I, and and I, I was thinking that Indiana could be that 12 versus 5 I have upset. Well. But uh, now after seeing that they had lost seven of their last nine <laughs> games and they're coached by Mike Woodson, who suddenly turned into the same fool he was with the Knicks, why would I want to invest my money in a proposition like that? But Virginia Tech will be, uh, I, I think they were a slight underdog. They, they might be getting like a point and a half in this game. You know, you know what inspired me with this a little bit? Mm. Yesterday on the show. Jim Laranega. Mm. Wasn't that great? I mean, uh, you could sense 
Now, Jim Larinaga is a very, uh, you know, talk about one of the uh, Gambling Gourmet's fine sponsors. He's a very even keel fellow. I was going to say, he reminds me of even keel. Yep. Right? Uh, when they suffered that uh, just impossible to tolerate loss uh, against Florida State, when, when the guy got the foul call, the legitimate tack. foul, rarely do you get that call. Yeah, it was ticky not to Not to win a game with a second to go. No, All right? I'm a Nolan. Anyway. Tack. I, I wouldn't be screaming uh, that it was unjust, but uh, as uh, Larinaga pointed out when he was on the show uh, with us after that uh, particular play and that ball game, which snapped like a nine-game winning streak for the Hurricanes in the middle of the season, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the question. What Was that their period where if they were playing that way now, they would be a much bigger threat in the NCAA tournament? Now, it's not like they're playing poorly. They had a couple of road victories uh, at the end of the season. Boston College wasn't that good of a team this year, though. No, no, no. Even though, uh, what, what did they do? Did Boston College, uh, they didn't, they, no, they're, they're nowhere near this tournament, right? ACC no, only no, had five no. teams. No, they're not in, I don't think they're in that night either. Boston College just had a bad year. Yeah. Okay, so, and uh, Jim had pointed out to us, Jim Larinaga had pointed out to us, he's just Jim to me now. Isn't that great? No, you've had him on a lot. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know what? There are certain people that you, you just enjoy like any conversation with, with a guy, and, and it's a pleasure to listen to them expound on what it is that they're an expert at, right? I mean, uh, what are you going to do? You don't have to ask Pat Riley too many questions. Oh, no. <laughs> to, to come away going, my God, that man is brilliant. Yep. Right? And, uh, you know, Larry Ning is uh, brilliant in a different way, but wow, I mean, what, what an encyclopedic knowledge of uh you know basketball going back to his days i mean you know to, to be a star basketball player in new york city high school ball you have to be good i mean uh, and larry nagel was that I, it was uh, an era a little bit prior to uh you know when, when i was you know much more in tune with this stuff but uh and, and we had dr j in our area as a high school basketball player in, in the local area long island new york uh, Larry Nagas in New York City, though, where, where the standards were even higher, if you yep. can imagine, Luby. Yep. Right? Yep. That's yep. why that Sebastian Telfair story is so weird, right? I mean, this guy was averaging 30 something a game in high school at, at like Coney Island. And, uh, you know, one of the fabled programs there, I mean, I guess he was from the Coney Island area. And uh, I forget the name. It starts with a D, I believe, of the high school there. That's like a big high school. Isn't it DeMatha? No, DeMatha is in uh, Washington. That's, uh, that's a whole nother thing. Uh, but, um, Anyway, uh, you know, to, to be a star in New York City basketball, uh, especially the, and, and in that period of time, uh, tremendous. And, and he remembers. I mean, that that's the thing that always uh, amazes me is when he starts talking about like high school games, like he did with Dean the Dream Memager uh, the other day. But uh, he he said a lot of interesting things in, in this interview from yesterday because I, I was thinking back to it. Uh, not the least of which was we asked him what his strategy would be, and you thought. You know, he might pull one of those things like uh, if you were talking to Lou Duva. Well, I can't tell you what the champ's going to do. And he essentially said, uh, you know, that USC is uh, like a, a bunch of redwood trees. Six, nine at the guard position. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, every yeah. other position is six, nine or bigger. <laughs> and they got a six, five point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Matt Gukas. A six, five point Gukas. guard. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Matt Gukas. Uh, he played for Abraham Lincoln in Brooklyn. I know they said MN okay. program right. Abraham Lincoln. That one I've actually never heard of, but. Look up the uh, top New York City high school programs or like top New York City high school basketball teams. And uh, this is how you have to come up with things now, uh, you know, when, when the brain is a little bit scrambled. And, uh, you know, you have to kind of work your way back, right, which you're capable of doing now with uh, Google. Uh, so, uh, Louie, I, I think we'll come up with it. Uh, not necessarily so overwhelmingly relevant to uh, what we're saying, no, which no, is uh, uh, Larry says, uh, you know what, and I didn't realize this. Uh, see, totally uninformed going into that interview, Louie, and I'm surprised you didn't catch this also. The Canes are our number, University of Miami basketball team, are number three, I believe, in the country, something in the top ten, but I believe it was as high as three in points generated off turnovers. Oh, yeah. Did you know that? They're, they're getting like uh, 18 or 19 points a game off turnovers. Holy Joe Zagaki, how did I not know that? And, and, and what did he say his strategy would be? Uh, where we said, well, what's going to happen when they start bumping and grinding inside? And uh, he just said, we, we hope to not to let them get there, right? They're not going to out-rebound us, uh, you know, and, and look, strength versus weakness. Right. USC, a dynamite defensive, re I mean, offensive rebounding Rebound, team, yep, and yep. the Canes, as Larry Nega, you know, openly said, yeah. That isn't one of their strengths. So uh, you know, usually you would think that this uh, all, I mean, from, from his conversation, you would think that USC had a big edge in this game. He made it seem like and yet it. I'm t 
<laughs> I'm tempted to bet the Hurricanes. I think the just Canes. Uh, out of out of faith uh, in, in Jim Laranega. What do you think? Ten I, versus seven. I think the Canes. And the Enfield was a great story. Remember yeah. how he uh, met his girlfriend and he took her to like Taco Bell. He, he had some hot she model. She was like rich. That, she was like rich. No, she he, was he had rich. Spotted in the stands or something as a Rutgers fan, and uh, he, he was uh, working there or doing something there, and uh, he, he took her out to Taco Bell. First day, you know, night out, right? I mean, and she's like a smoking hot model. She, yep, she could yep. easily be on the A-Rod, Jeter, and, and Tiger Woods conversation list, right? And, and, and you know, and it was very cool. And, and uh, you know, he, he has this great run at Florida Gulf Coast. Although, uh, did they not get into massive jackpots after that? I think something happened, of, yeah. I think there was something after, yeah. How is it, honestly, Louie, how is it that Ohio State is never the subject of this kind of scrutiny? Because but Florida Gulf Coast wins a couple of games. They write a Cinderella story. The whole country's in love with them. And the NCAA, which, uh, I don't know, are they so lacking in authority now, Luby, that it's irrelevant to even talk about the NCAA? I mean, can they really sanction anybody at no, this no. point in time? Not really. I mean, there's how, certain how things is it possible? Do, but not a lot, especially the football. They don't really have any jurisdiction over football anymore. Are they making any rulings? Are they doing anything? I mean, what what do they do? What what does Mark Emmert do all day? Cut out little paper dolls like he was Perry White, the editor of the Daily Planet and the yes. Superman shows. Right? And don't call me chief. Probably losing his mind there, Emmert. Although uh, making uh, you know tons of money, right? They haven't uh, confiscated any of his yachts yet, have they? No, no. I don't want to equate him with Putin. I mean, uh, that's the kind of thing that gets you thrown off Facebook, much less TV. Kind of crazy. All right. So anyway, I'll, I'll be all over that. I, I don't know that I have any kind of a feel for it yet, Luby, uh, even though I, I tried my best to watch, uh, you know, a, a good portion, a nice cross section of the tournaments. You, you have uh, your guy, uh, uh, Peter Kiss, going tonight for Brian in, in one of the playing games. Brian, I, I believe, are they taking on Wright State? Is that the uh, competition there? Bryant versus Wright State. Wright State was a team that I saw a little of their action. Yes, they won in dramatic 16s. fashion. Two sixteen. What's that? Uh, Wright State did win dramatically, and they will take on Bryant, and both are 16 seeds. They've played tonight. Right. I mean, so they're going to get crushed in their opening game of the tournament. <laughs> uh, I don't know who they go against, but I would imagine it's like uh, maybe Gonzaga. Uh, and and you know, it'll be curious. Watch this kid tonight, though. He's very entertaining. Uh, have you not seen Peter Kiss play basketball? See, now that's one of those things that the tournament brings out. That This is, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't be an obscure story if he led the nation in scoring. You would think you would know, right? I mean, when Elvin Hayes was leading the nation in scoring, it was like, oh, wow, man, I can't wait to see the Big E. Yep. But, uh, you know, this uh, guy, I, I had never heard of him before. Did you? No, no. If they didn't have that brawl in the stands. I don't know that I would know who he is, who he is today, right? And I, he sort of, I don't want to say words like insurrection, but this guy's antics, uh, who, who knows? It, it might have been enough to piss off, uh, you know, the, the team that they were playing. So Wagner, I think they were playing. Uh, in that ball game, and, and they got into the brawl in the stands. It was ugly, right? It was like, holy run our test. What the hell is going on up there? Meta world peace. Uh, anyway, that'll be worth watching. Uh, I'm not sure who the favorite is in that game because, uh, unfortunately, and, uh, you know, it, it can happen, right? My New York Post subscription lapsed. And they are very quick, quick to uh, slap yeah, sanctions. If, if, Biden, if Biden acted this quickly, uh, the war in Ukraine would be over. Uh, <laughs> right here it says right state is laying three and a hook. Laying three and a hook yes. to Bryant. Yes, okay. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking on who right state beat uh, to uh, get into this game. Uh, they, they had a very, very difficult challenge, and it went right down to the wire there. In fact, it was one of the better games uh, that, that I saw in the conference tournaments that were playing, including the big conferences, in terms of the drama, because uh, I believe what happened was uh, their opponent made a shot, made like a three to go ahead after they had taken the lead late in the ball game and, and appeared to be in a position to ice it. Somehow they lose the lead, and, and then with like a handful of seconds left, uh, just, a, just a few ticks left on the clock here, Luby, a uh, guy comes down and swishes a really nice uh, two-point shot under a lot of pressure, uh, and, and, and they ended up Holding on. That, that was when my TV froze. I think I was telling you about oh, that yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't see the last seven seconds of that ball game, but they, they had to stave off, uh, you know, a last second shot. And I, apparently they did. The winner of this game uh, plays Arizona. They play Arizona. <laughs> I know. Yeah. See, I, I mean, uh, why do I feel like they would have everybody thinks Gonzaga is going to win this? Every I expert you Gonzaga, talk to, yeah. I mean, they had to 
a show there with uh, Greg Gumbel. Did Greg Gumbel lose some weight? His face looked a little thin. Probably. Yeah, right? Greg Gumbel. Maybe yeah. it's on purpose. I'm hoping it's on purpose. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to find out he has some, uh, you know, insipid and hideous disease. Right? That's not, you know, you don't want to go on a cancer diet. Well, let's put it that way. No, you know, no, Mike God God Right. You know, and, and that's that would be me. Right. You know, tell the guy because, you know, me, I'm always hey, hey, you look great. Look like you lost a few pounds. And uh, and people always like hearing that. Right. Oh, no, no, no. I'm the same weight that I was. But, uh, you know, when, when you say that, you know, kind of in a jocular fashion to uh, just, uh, you know, break the ice with a person. Hey, Luby, you look great. looks like you lost a few pounds. And you say, yeah, I got liver cancer. And you're like, oh, I didn't mean nothing by it. Yeah, exactly. That's like the pregnant thing. You're like, oh, congratulations. Yeah. They're like, for what? Yeah, when's the baby due? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I still remember exactly the scenario when I said that to uh, this uh, young guy's wife. Not, not to his wife, but uh, to him, you know, and he was sitting with his wife and and she wasn't pregnant. <laughs> I, I stopped doing that years ago. I did it one time and it was I've never seen a reaction. Oh, my like God. That. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, <laughs> I look pregnant. Like, what do you could, could you feel like more of a fool? You know, that's the <laughs> Southwest <laughs> Airlines commercial. You need to get out of here. Yes. Thank you, Indiana. Right. The guys in Cleveland. <laughs> Just want to get away. <laughs> uh, we've said enough embarrassing things. Uh, all right. So I'm very excited about the tournament. Uh, you tell. have helped out uh, not even in the slightest bit. Uh, I know oh, you're going to be carrying a load here, but we will have uh, the professor and Mark Lawrence. Gurgles is going to join you, by the way, uh, for the uh, yes, trivia tomorrow. challenge tomorrow. Yep, we'll have a full trivia Island challenge. Park trivia challenge. And, uh, and then Monday, of course, uh, well, I mean, we're going to have Tony on the show today, but he had to flip-flop a couple of things because of his, I mean, you talk about having a full schedule. social and business calendar. Yes, Who's more lined up or dialed in than Tony Segreto? Nobody, no one, no right? One. Yeah, no one. Well, I'm on the board of directors here. Every every school we talk about, right? We could yes. be talking about Transylvania University having a shot to get Rick Patino as coach, and, and Tony would uh, immediately come back with, "Yeah, you know, I'm on the board of trustees there, and uh, there was a pretty good <laughs> possibility that was going to happen." Okay, Tony. <laughs> he's going to join us. Uh, yes, it's so weird. We love Tony, man. We love Tony. But but he's connected with everything, right? Yes. I mean, it's no surprise that his schedule will not accommodate his normal Wednesday appearance next week. So that, uh, well, it'll be good, though. You and Tony, uh, you know, you get along famously on all I these things. I adore Tony Segretti, yes. We'll, we'll have a yeah. great time. It's good to have uh, somebody uh, espousing virtue on a show, is it not? Oh, especially ours. As opposed to the constant <laughs> cynical attacks sarcastic, I mean, just uh, the affirmation of character type stuff that, that we engage in all the time here on a program. No, I, I think we're realists, Luby. I, I think we speak truth. That's what do you think? <laughs> I don't want to get in a jackpot with Native truth, Americans, but <laughs> Kim Asabi, he speak truth, right? No sure. forked tongue here. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm going to see. I'll be in a race book with an eye on these basketball games. Okay. Now, I'm not sure how much does Atlantic City uh, and the casino, uh, you know, commission or whatever, how much do they capitulate to the games? Obviously, the guy that's running the Bargana is where they have the uh, one race book. Although Marty the Party Sachs is telling me they have another one now at this other hotel that they spiffed up. There was a hotel that just went completely bust, and it was called, I think, The Revel or something at one time. And now it's called, like, Ocean's. And it's at the end of, uh, you know, it's it's past the pier there and uh, kind of on the water. Looks like a really nice place. Uh, I've never actually walked in there. It's kind of a little out of the way for the stuff that I usually do in Atlantic City. But uh, I have a tendency to gravitate towards the boardwalk and just keep walking into the ocean. <laughs> Probably your best bet. It really does. I mean, how does the Atlantic Ocean in only one spot in the universe look like raw sewage? <laughs> Atlantic City, New Jersey. <laughs> If you were thinking about killing yourself because you lost a lot of money in the casinos and you were going to dive off the pier there in Atlantic City, the famous steel pier, you, you would just say, eh, forget about it, man. I ain't diving into that shit. <laughs> I'd rather live. You know what? It's not so bad. I'll borrow some money, get a bankroll, and see if I can cash in on Virginia Tech winning a couple of games exactly. in the tournament. But do they do they blow out the horse player entirely to accommodate the overflow of young people that want to be watching and sending it in on these games? Or is that not the case there because, let's say, certain people with connections who know people would never stand for it because they love betting the horses? What do you think? 
I don't know. That's why the professor and I were talking. That's why he was sort of, I don't know about concerned, but curious about how you would enjoy Vegas because it feels like that's what they do in Vegas. I don't know what they're going to do in Atlantic City. I don't know what younger crowd they get in AC, especially that the well, well, they have they have this big uh, room for betting horses there. Okay, uh, very nicely uh, appointed the uh, room in the Borgata. I mean, it's fine. It's not my favorite place. I'd much rather be at uh, Champions at Hylia Park, but um, they they have now a separate when, when they legalize sports wagering in New Jersey, uh, they built their own separate. Like sports bar room okay. for for people to go bet on sports and and hang out and it's great too. I mean, uh, they don't rip you off. You know, they have reasonable uh, food and drink prices. They make it kind of fun. It's like like a you know a neighborhood sports bar inside of a casino. It doesn't have that kind of casino feel to it, except very obviously the arrow points to the betting windows and says wager right here, right. Hey Mo, we got another one. That's my second <laughs> exactly. my second Mo aside in the same. Same segment. All right. Hylia Park. Wow. That would be a place to go. Uh, I mean, a lot of big racing coming up. A lot of interesting stuff. And uh, Hylia Park champion simulcasting room. Uh, Now, people may say, you know, you're just shilling for this place, uh, DeForest, because they've supported all of your media ventures uh, since uh, practically your birth, right? And and I I couldn't be any more indebted or in gratitude to the people at Hylia Park. And and, and I feel like part of the family there. I really do. So uh, we're straight up about that. Tony was into this thing about distinguishing how we might be shelling for people. No, I mean, uh, I genuinely love these guys. I, I've loved since the minute I set foot on the grounds. That is true. I used to say this in the, one of the uh, recorded ads we had for Hylia Park. I, I was in love with the place. I, I really was. And, and uh, people were stunned when John Bernetti Sr., uh, the great one himself, had the press conference. In fact, Tony, I think, was the MC at that thing. And I remember walking out of there and everybody thought, you know, this is a great man, but he's out of his mind here. You know? Yeah, I remember Floydie doing shows in. People sort of get because he was big with Hylia Park too, and people gave him a lot of crap. They're like Hylia Park. What the hell's wrong with him? What? Well, I mean, they were closed down. It wasn't a pretty ending to their horse racing legacy, you know, as they were sort of getting buried by the other two tracks. Who was, you know, I mean, they had reason to want to put them out of business, right? And it was very difficult to compete, and they were getting very few people there, and they finally just drew in a towel. So no more horse racing at one of the most beautiful. I mean, as stadiums and arenas go for a particular sport, I, I don't know that you find anything uh, more magnificent. And, uh, you know, I go on these trips to go to great racetracks, yep, yep. Luby, and, and I love it at Keeneland, and I really enjoyed being at Del Mar. It's absolutely fantastic. I, I used to love Santa Anita, very majestic. That's where I came from when I first uh, came to uh, Hylia Park when I moved to Florida. Uh, absolutely amazing. So, so you hated to see the place shut down. There was, uh, you know, always some conversation out there, even to this day, about maybe coming back with some racing there. I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But when John Bernini Sr. said, I'm opening this place up as a casino, I mean, he, he was the subject of, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of talk where the people whisper under their breath, oh, I think he's lost it, Libby. <laughs> they did it. It's amazing. And, and uh, wow. you know, that's part of the story there. I mean, part of the charm of the place. They've overcome so much over the years in spite of the, the intrinsic and inherent beauty of the place and, and uh, the honest count that they give everybody. And they always want you to have a good time. And they, they've operated this casino in the same way, and it's wildly successful for a lot of reasons, including opportunity to win big jackpots. So you're going to love the vibe in there. I always do. As I said, uh, you know, the Borgana. Nice, nice arrangement for horse players. Uh, you would have to say on the elegant side by compar- comparison even to some places in Vegas, Louis, which have yet to upgrade you know, their accommodations for horse players. These guys designed a room uh, for the, at Champions with, with the horse player in mind because oh, yeah. they understand what we're all about. They really do. So I, I'd put it up there with any place. Uh, that would be my only regret is that uh, while I'm punching horses, I'll be thinking about being in Champions. You can go there uh, at any time and enjoy all the big racing simulcasting, the poker room, the casino. Another 50 grand, I think, uh, the other day, I like, like a second one, Luby. Because I, I keep looking at that thinking, uh, already, I already clicked like on that because I dig it when people win money anywhere, yeah, yeah. and especially at Hialeah. And then uh, I look and I go, no, that, that's like another one. They're giving away what a lot of Steve- money. Yeah. And uh, they have some fabulous promotions going right now. So uh, check the calendar of events and all the different things that are happening and all the advantages that uh, you can have as you enter Hylia Park. If you're a first-time starter, I'm telling you, people, you're going to love it. Hylia Park, a uh, beautiful casino, poker room, champion salmon casting room, great food and drink, great vibe, great people in operation there or operating the place, uh, including our dear friend Frank Fiore. Hey, Frank, love you, my friend. And uh, 
make your plans to go to uh, beautiful Hialeah Park. You'll, you'll see what we're talking about. All right, uh, coming back, uh, Tony Sperato is going to join us actually in just yeah, a few here. minutes here yeah, on the here. program. He's wow. Ready. Yep. I knew he'd be ready to go, man. Tony, uh, you know what? He is even better than, than you know, what, what did I always tell you? The first tenant of broadcasting, be there for post time for the show. Yes. There, there's there's no excuse. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think maybe Lifetime, I, I might have been late for one one show, you know, where, I mean, and there was just no way around it. I mean, stuck in brutal traffic. And, and what are you going to do, right? And now at least there's a way to bail out, right? You can always pick up a cell phone. And, uh, you know, how many times do we have to do that on those? Uh, we led the league in station drivebacks, as they're called in the business. For a while, yeah. Where, if, yeah, you go set up, uh, you know, at a remote location, like I'm out there at the racetrack, Gulfstream Park, 530 in the morning. You flick on the switch. Luby, Luby, can you hear me? <laughs> And you get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're thinking, what am I going to do, man? So my first instinct is to think that magically the problem is going to correct itself, which obviously it's never going to happen that way, right? I mean, it's just not somehow, you know, mysteriously going to disappear. You know, I mean, whatever it is, I mean, whether the phone line's been shut down, that was a common problem where the station didn't pay the phone line. Yes. Kind of like my New York Post subscription. So what happens? <laughs> but anyway, we led the league in station drivebacks, and uh, you would either be yammering away at the studio while trying to uh, run uh, the entire operation, or and and being unable to get any like bailout. Right? You couldn't take a phone call. No, no, I'm on and running. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Fun. <laughs> And then the other option was to like get on a cell phone and uh, call call your own show on on a cell phone. I've done that. (laughs) I know. I I did two hours out of a tow truck one day when uh, my car broke down on the way to work. But uh, the the tenant of broadcasting and and no one's better at it than Tony because he's he's locked in like like a quarter of an hour before the show, maybe even a half hour before, right, Luby? Not anymore. And and, he used to at the station. He used to be in there by like uh, seven thirty, <laughs> like yeah. either half an hour, forty five minutes before. Yep. And, and he's one of these guys. I mean, God love him that that will actually do like a, a, a check. Yes. To see if the stuff works. Yes, yes, yes. Oh no, he's he's the real deal. What do you mean the the flipping we're doing next week? If it was you, you would have told me like Friday, and it would have been like, oh, thanks, Steve. Like he reached <laughs> yeah. out to me Tuesday, a week before. And it's grateful to me that I can make it happen. Like, you gave me five days. If I can't make it happen in five days, and that's on me, that's not on you. That's freaking amazing. I'm like, okay, thanks, This Bernie Tony. Rosen, uh, yeah, this Bernie Rosen must have really been some. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. He must have been on his ass. <laughs> some mentor. No, I mean, uh, you know, that's great. And you know what's good? If you have a good work ethic, which, uh, believe it or not, I, I believe we, we have we a good do, work yes. ethic. I, I yes. really I think that we do. We do. We put our, uh, eff, you know, effort into it uh, every day. And, uh, you know, I, I care about what we're doing. It may not seem that way, right? <laughs> I just seem like some sugar and nut is spewing out a bunch of nonsense again. Wow. <laughs> you, you think Tony can help me with a, with a bet? I, I know he's going to bet on the Hurricanes, and I'm not sure... See, Larry Nega kind of, kind of scared me a little bit there. The one thing I, I really, and, and I meant to say this like an hour ago, and I never really got around to it, but, uh, you know, one of the things in that interview that impressed me the most was that we were questioning whether the ACC was weak. And did you notice how we uh, offered up only gratuitous laughter in support of Jim's uh, near rant that the ACC is being completely disrespected in this tournament, including the embarrassment of one of Tony Segreto's favorite schools, Notre Dame, having to uh, be in a play-in game like a bunch of weenies, the two like they were Bryant, like they were Wagner, like they were Wright State. And uh, Notre Dame, one of the vaunted, and he put it this way, uh, programs in all of athletic history, right? Holy he said the name Notre Dame four times. He was like, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. I was like, geez, I've never heard Coach O get like that ever. I was like, he, he, he was screaming. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I really was inspired by this. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, geez, I, I don't know about my Virginia Tech bet. Because uh, I, I think that the way that they're playing after mowing down North Carolina and Duke, and then, uh, you know, they uh, win, you know, uh, they, they win the tournament, right? The uh, ACC tournament uh, by beating North Carolina and Duke. Uh, you know, that's no, you know, no chump team back to back that you're beating, right? I mean, it's not like you threw in, uh, you know, one against Delaware or something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking that they're they're good. And, and then uh, Larinaga kind of convinced me that the ACC, I mean, he was he was 
was adamant. You could hear he was real, really, really genuinely upset. He was adamant. That uh, the ACC only had like five teams and that uh, Notre Dame had to face the embarrassment of being a bunch of schleppers. Hey, can you shine my shoes? Right? Maybe we'll let you in. Notre Dame, normally getting uh, more favorable Always consideration help, yeah. than even Duke, right? Yeah. Well, basketball, I guess, they get forgotten. I mean, they were a two-seed in the conference. You would think they'd be automatically in. It is interesting. They have to play for their food. Play Like, play for their food. What schmink team are they playing? Though? I think Rutgers. Do I think it's Rutgers. Oh, Rutgers? It's, yeah, it's wow. Like Rutgers is no slouch. I th- yeah, I don't think it's a gimme. I, f- I feel like it's Rutgers, and I don't think it's like they're automatically assuming that they're... Jersey Kyle uh, bets $100 on Rutgers to uh, to win 15000 if they win the tournament. Oh, I don't know if that's happening. But 100 on Rutgers. It's at, only, uh, what Notre is Dame's that? only favored by one and a hook, I guess. Notre Dame's laying one and a hook. Like They're not a slam dunk favorite over Rutgers. No. Oh, no, no, they shouldn't be, right? Rutgers, Big Ten, and uh, Big Ten was supposed to be the power conference this year. 